bitch, please. Oh, bitch, please, my ass. You want a sandwich? Dig that. Oh, hell yeah. She's a bad I'm a black man in a white world. I'm a black man in a white world. If I wasn't a Christian man, I'd probably be kicking in your ass. Welcome to another Quick Hits here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Today's subject is Transport Portal. Is it a place? Is it a state of mind? Is it a black hole? Well, maybe we'll answer some of those questions here next, here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast, prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you talk to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Welcome back to the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Yes, those athletes still want to be a player. They haven't given up, unlike the song. We're here to discuss the transfer portal, and uh, it is a, a kind of a mind-blowing effect for a lot of people to get a handle on and to just understand what's really going on. It's another layer of the, the changes the mind-blowing changes in college athletics to these days. It, it ain't your grandpa's um, <laughs> college athletic department or sports world. It for sure has changed since 1980 when I walked, first walked on the University of Minnesota campus as an athletic trainer, not an equipment manager. I later became an equipment manager. But that's a different story for a different day. Some people ask, what is the transfer portal? Before I answer that question, though, let me tell you how my mind was blown on a certain day in August of 2018 as I walked into the soccer team meeting waiting for my turn to address the team about this equipment and that equipment and how we were going to handle this and that situation and, and when they could pick up their stuff. The person from the compliance office was wrapping up his speech 
And all of a sudden, he said, and let me reiterate this one more time, you can apply for a transfer without penalty, without permission, and nobody can stop you. All you got to do is come to the compliance office and fill out a form. And I sat there for a minute before I got up to speak and tried to regain my sanity as I was, <laughs> mind was blown just by that quick statement I overheard that day. And I was like, holy crap, what is going on these days? So I um, asked the head soccer coach at the time, Stephanie Golan, what was he talking about? And she goes, oh, it's the transfer portal. And I know when Steph <laughs> sounded like that, that is that meant something was changing and she wasn't sure if she was happy about it or not. Transfer portal. It's not a place. It's not a building. It's not a black hole. It's just a database, web place database, where athletes can go fill out some paperwork and basically become a free agent. Before then, football players, basketball players, and oddly enough, baseball players, and there might have been one other sport, could not transfer without penalty unless they got a waiver from the institution they were attending. And some asked, well, why was this rule change made in the first place? It was part of concessions made by the NC2A and its uh, member institution, fancy way of saying, the schools that are part of the NCAA that make up the NCAA. The NCAA is not this all-powerful Oz behind the curtain. It is a conglomerate of all the schools that participate in sports. That's the NC2A. So it's the presidents and the ADs who get together and make rule changes and whatnot and other committees. But they made this one as a concession because they were tired of getting their butt sued and losing. And the trend was they had just lost two cases before then, O'Bannon versus the NC2A, and there was another. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it dealt with... um, getting school-type, not aid, but like computers and and technical issues and whatnot, more money for that. But anyway, it, um, the NC2A and its members decided that it was time to allow athletes to transfer without penalty. It's the basic root of the transport portal outside of the kids filling out paperwork. That's just it. That's the basic rule. It started in 2018. Before 2018, if an athlete transferred, they had to get permission from the school that they were leaving and get a waiver. And then the school they were going to, they would sit one year sit out for a year in football, basketball, baseball. And again, it's a, there's one, it's a female sport, and I can't remember what it is. 
but they had to sit out a year and wait to the next school year to be eligible to participate in sport. Now, with this, with no waiver needed, if you make a decision to leave in the spring, that fall, you're eligible to play. So it's, um, it's quite a mind change. Waivers could be blocked by coaches or administrators at a school to keep a kid from going to a rival or somebody else on their schedule. So that was another reason why the kids sought this. But remember, the, the, uh, the utmost basis of this was the NC2A and its uh, members just thought it was best to give the kids the right to do so so they don't get sued again. Also, you know, like I said, you could be blocked by your, your coach who could put actually like a no trade list saying these are the schools you can't go to without penalty. You know, if you went to one of those, you went, you got no aid, you could get no aid, be eligible for no aid from that other school, and you couldn't participate right away. You had to sit a year. So it was kind of a crappy thing to do for coaches who could up and leave anytime they want to to block young people from coming and going as they wish. As I stated earlier, the transfer portal is a, it's just nothing more but a database. It's not a building. It's not a black hole. But for some kids, it is a black hole because 45, the first year, 45% of kids who put their name in the transfer portal landed nowhere, out of college. And you would think that would cause kids to like slow their roll with this and be more thoughtful. And the only thing that's happened, it just grows and grows. The number of young people who put in, put their name in the portal just grows and grows and grows. So what can you do? They don't heed the warnings. They don't see the, they don't want to hear the evidence that 45% of athletes, once they put their name in, Landed nowhere. They didn't land in Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, or Junior. You know, some got back in junior college to kind of restart their career, but a lot of them nowhere. And they were out there competing. Now they're p- competing against the hot shot freshmen who who are coming in, or the seniors in high school who are being recruited. That is nowhere to be because you made a bad decision. Athletes, as I stated earlier, do not have to ask for permission when they uh, put their, to put their name in the portal. All they have to do is go to the compliance office within their school, no questions asked, fill out the, the database or paperwork, and you're free. Now, what happens at that point, I'll explain later. Athletes ask for this because, they, again, they wanted more freedom. They wanted to be able to move like coaches and administrators do. You know, every time you look up, there's a coach going from this school to that school or an athletic director going from this school to that school. And the athletes always wonder, why didn't they have the same freedom? It's back to the old statement of slave labor in some ways that you stay put as we go make all the money. Do I agree with that? A little bit, but that's the way life was before 2018. I remember, got to look at college sports. 
differently from 2008, before 2018 and after 2018. The world changed in 2018. Schools did it, like I said, allowed it, and the NC2A allowed it because they got tired of getting their butt kicked in court. They kept losing court case after court case, and they just figured it was one more court case they were going to lose and that the ruling from it was probably going to be more heavy-handed that they wanted to deal with. So they just made a concession. I hear some people say, well, why did the schools do it if they, didn't, if they don't like the outcomes of it? They didn't do it just out of the kindness of their hearts. They did it because they saw there was no way of stopping it. And like I said, there was one less court case they had to deal with. There was... The NC2A didn't have to keep paying legal fees to only lose a court case. So they just said, here, you have your freedom. You can transfer without penalty. You don't have to sit out a year. You can get a scholarship from the school that you're going to. And everything in life continues for that person. Pluses and minuses of the transfer portal. I don't know if this is a plus or a minus, but it's not like they can do it anytime all year long. Now, they can state that they're going to leave a school and go to the portal, but there are certain periods of time that they're allowed to put their name in and be re-recruited. Just like recruiting periods, dead periods, the same thing for portal periods. And it's kind of crazy and it's different from sport to sport because the sport calendar is different from sport to sport so for me to stand here and give you exact this is when and that's when and this that and the other there's no way because every sport has a different recruiting period and every sport has a different transfer portal recruiting period so roster management for the coaches is very hard under the uh, transfer portal because number one they have to re-recruit their own team every year you ignore a kid be mean to a kid don't play a kid whatever the kid seems or deems as a negative could be a reason for them to jump in the portal as we call it so the coaches are always massaging egos and dealing with the outcomes of their, their decision on how to handle a team, not knowing how their decision then may trigger an athlete to say, I'm out of here. That coach doesn't care for me. I'm not going to get playing time. Oh, this school sucks or whatever. I made a bad decision. I went down south to go to school, and I had never been down there before. Man, is it crazy down there. Whatever the reason might be. These are the things that young people think about or don't think about when they make a decision to jump in. But then the coaches have to deal with the ramifications, which is roster management. You only have so many spots on your team, and then all of a sudden half your team goes. And I've, you, you take a case, the uh, um, Oklahoma Sooners women's softball team won the national title a week later. Their star pitcher trans ups, puts her name in the transfer portal. A week after that, 
she's back home at the University of Nebraska. And everybody's just standing there scratching their head like, well, what is that about? We'll never know the real answer. She just claimed she wanted to be back home with family. That could be the real answer. But I'm thinking there are some other things that might be a play, and one of them is something we're going to discuss here later. But can you imagine being a coach and have to re-recruit your players on your roster every year to keep them happy? That's just more work for a coach. And people say, well, they get paid a lot of money anyway. Well, that's true. But they have so many other things to deal with than wet nursing. And I know I'm going to get in trouble for that one. But massaging the ego of people that already said that they wanted to come play for you. But that's, uh, that's the heavy that uh, crown on the head of the head coach, I guess. Losing scholarship for the next semester or quarter. So when you put your... Name in the portal. At that point, you are off the team. You still keep your aid, and you still, the school must still give you services for that semester that you are in at that present time. But after that, the school owes you nothing no scholarship, no position, no spot on the team, nothing. So say you jump in the portal, nobody wants you. Hey, coach, can I come back? Yeah, you can come back, but now you got to come back under their conditions. And their conditions can be anywhere from we don't have a scholarship from you to we have less scholarship for you to you're going to have to earn your starting position back. All those things are in play at that point. So if you're going to take the jump, know that coming back may not be an opportunity for you. And like I said, you lose your services for that next semester or whatnot if you don't um, you don't find a landing spot they'll take you. Now if the school you're going to wants to give you a scholarship and take care of you, more power to you. And like I said, losing your uh, other services like academic help, food and nutrition, all those things, strength and conditioning, all go out the window for that next semester. You get to keep it for that semester, and you hope that the people who are in charge of those different departments are kind enough to actually do their job and take care of you. I've heard stories of that not happening at schools. I hear at the University of Minnesota they're pretty good of taking care of you until the time runs out, the clock runs out, and you're, you decided you in the portal and what they owe you at up to the end of that semester is over with, and then you're done. Other negatives. There is a quarterback out there, and I don't know his name, and forgive me. He's at his eighth school for this fall. Eighth school for this fall because he keeps running to wherever he thinks the best opportunity to get him into the pros and let's face it that's what some of this is about with basketball players and football players and some hockey players and other sports that have pro sports that that 
colleges lead them to is they think that they can get a better opportunity that which would en enhance their chance to go to the pro ranks. And when that doesn't happen and they're not the starting quarterback at that school, then they go to another school. And the receivers suck at that school now, so I'm going to go to another school. And the quarterback coach at, the, at this next school actually recruited me at the first school, so I'm going to go there because I like him and I'm comfortable with him. All these things are taking place. But this young man is at his eighth school, and it's because um, he redshirted. And then he got a COVID year. And then he was injured. And then there was another reason. So for four years of eligibility, he's gotten eight years. And it's like, what the holy heck? Eight years? By the time he gets out, he came in 18, he leaves at 26. <clears throat> I'm going to be honest with you. Unless you light the world up, pro teams aren't going to aren't going to draft you and you'd be lucky to be a free agent because at 26, you're too old in their eyes. You're too old. But there are reason, other reasons why they keep making these jumps too. The next one I discussed in a previous podcast, NIL money, name, image, and likeness money. Through back channels, athletes hear from either agents High school uh, coaches, AAU coaches, or anybody from their background who's been contacted by a different school that we heard Johnny's not happy. You think he'd be happy if he played for us. And then that adult in that young person's life, yeah, they're happy. he's very happy, and the schools will probably back down at that point. It's like, no, what, what do you got What's your thought? And then they go, do you have any NIO money for him also, or her? And that person will then be an intermediary to the from that school, which this is totally illegal, to the, uh, to the athlete and say, hey, you got an opportunity to go to school B, and they have more NIO money for you and the possibility to be a starter. Kids want two things now. They don't care about fancy facilities unless they're in a sport where once they're four years up, four or five years are up, and there's no, no pro, no nothing. They don't care about facilities or this or that. They care about two things, NIL money and playing time. That's all competing. That's all they uh, worry about. Can I, will I get a chance to play, and how much money can, uh, can I get in an NIL opportunity? That's what's driving this generation of athletes now in your colleges. It's just that plain and that simple. But like I said, this is totally wrong because they are sitting, they have not at that point put their name in the transport portal. An advisor in their life has taken information from another school to poach them off the roster that they're at. That's what it's called, poaching. And to tell them that if they come to their school, they can be the starting quarterback or receiver or DN and that will pay them 25000 or however many dollars 
to uh, NIL opportunities as they're there to play. One thing I forgot to talk about in NIL money, most of the amounts that you hear reported are lies and BS. It's just like, just like in the pros, agents lie for their own benefits because they, the more money supposedly they're getting for people, the more clients they can get. I remember when I first came to college here in 1980, if you said the word agent in a locker room or in a coach's office or on a practice field, it was like saying bomb in an airport. Now, agents are welcome. They're not, there are things they're supposed to do and not supposed to do, but has that ever really stopped an agent before? I don't think so. So people are wondering, well, why aren't these schools getting caught who are poaching? Because of two things. Some people think that every school's poaching, maybe not head coach, but some coach on his staff is poaching and don't want to be called out for it. And they don't want to, they don't have the evidence to turn in the other school because most of it is happening through the model I, model I just gave you, which is an agent or a high school coach is actually the person that's contacting the kid to make the move. In most cases, and it's not a coach from the other school. So uh, Coach uh, Mac Brown at North Carolina was asked, what does he tell his players? He, he said he tells his player, if you ever get a text from a coach of another school asking you how happy you are, do you want, are you thinking about leaving, anything like that, make a screenshot of, out of it and get it to him. Remains the scene of, like I said, if that's going on and, and the present school there at are just ignoring it because they're doing it too or whatnot. But, but NIL and Transfer Portal are now working hand-to-hand for the decisions that you see go on. It's, in other words, it's true free agency on college camps, uh, campuses. I'm going to see what my next best opportunity is, and I get money or more money. Well, doesn't that sound like free agency? So the unattended, unintended, or unattended consequence of this decision by the NC2A and its member institutions, which are the schools, again, remember, it's not a group of people that are just magically behind the curtain. It is your school's uh, president and A.D., that makes up the NC2A uh, body. So their decision to make this concession has changed the world along a line with name, image, and likeness money. And it is, the, as they call it, it is the wild, wild west out there. They have no idea how to slow it down or stop it. But it is what it is at this point. And as I stated in other uh, quick hits, this is all leading to some form of play for pay. The schools are trying to lay it as long as possible, one, to (laughs) save money, two, to gather money, 
and three to get their acts together. They're so screwed up right now, running around with, with trying to uh, roster management and recruit and do this and do that. Now they have these two big lead weights sitting on their shoulder and they don't know how to handle those. And they know what the true answer is, but they're not ready to deal with it, which is which may lead to collective bargaining and all type of other crap, which <laughs> we get down that road, you know, subsidized by the NFL because, let's face it, NFL is the biggest sport in this country, and they get their developed players for free. Basketball has a G League and other places where if a kid doesn't want to go to college, can go and play and be developed. Hockey has junior hockey. Uh, baseball, you can sign out of high school and go toil in the minors. Football is the only sport where you got to go play somewhere and be developed. And the ultimate the ultimate of the game, the NFL, pays no part in it. They don't re, uh, reimburse colleges. They don't donate money. They don't do anything. They just wait for three, four years and draft. That's what they do. So I'll be back in a second to wrap this quick hit up, and hopefully I've shared a a little bit more light on the transfer portal here on the JB's Low Tech Podcast. Our summers are so short in Minnesota, it can be easy to forget about important safety measures. And when extreme heat is involved, safety is even more critical. Here are a few things to remember to keep you and your loved ones, including your pets, safe and comfortable. One, remember to not leave your pets and kids in your vehicle. Two, always stay hydrated in hot weather. Three, avoid exercise during the hottest times of the day. Four, stay in air conditioning as much as possible. Five, when traveling, stay sky aware. Check the forecast and prepare for unsafe driving conditions, thunderstorms, and tornadoes. High temperatures kill hundreds of people every year, but most heat-related deaths and illnesses are preventable. If we all slow down, take some time, check on our loved ones, and enjoy the beautiful season. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. And that was the song Roll Out. And that's what these young people are doing. They are rolling out of their colleges onto other co colleges with that free agent, free, uh, 
freedom that they've now gotten, that concession from the NC2A and its um, members, the, the schools, to go to different schools when when they when they feel their situation is not right for them. And as I stated earlier, it could be playing time. It could be for better NIL. It could be because I hate the coach. It because it snows in Minnesota all the time. It because I can maybe I'm not getting more NIL money at school, but that school has chance to win championships, and maybe I can be seen more on TV, or I can start at a bigger and better, uh, what it seemed a bigger and better team in the scope of college sport. The like I said, the reasons are many why these young people make these decisions. Parents get involved. You're not treating my kid well. You're not doing the things you promised. You're not. It's on and on and on, and all they have to do is jump in the portal. Well, before I wrap this up, uh, I do have one comment from a listener from Josh Roseville, and it was college administrators are hiding and don't care anymore, and they just don't seem to interact with their staffs, and they just don't interact with the public, and they just there to do their job the best they can, I guess, just kind of oversee the department. I remember in my day, your athletic director and associate athletic directors, they were the leader of your department, but so they, they led from out front, not from the rear, not in hiding. So... I want to thank Josh for that comment. If you have a comment or a question about anything you've heard on this show or any other show, uh, you can contact me at jaybee780 at comcast.net. And again, that is jaybee780 at comcast.net. And I'll check my email and uh, read it on the air and give you an answer. I'd like to thank those who have been doing this lately. That's kind of fun, uh, giving feedback to questions and comments. And I really uh, would like more. Also, I'd like for people who are listening to subscribe, hit the like button for this episode and other episodes that you've heard that you may like. We're getting close to this. We're about to hit the month of July, which means there's about 30 days left until your favorite college athlete being a volleyball player, football player, or soccer player is about to get back on the practice field. And in some cases, they already are. But that's what these quick hits are about. It's to provide a tutorial for people who are fans on what the heck's going on out there. People who have young athletes who may be going down that NCAA route or young people who are the young person themselves who may want to gather some information. So this is what these quick hits on different things going on in the NC2A are about. And just to kind of inform the general public. But again, hit the like button, tell a friend, subscribe, and also... Thank you for listening to JB's Low Tech Podcast.
Jay. Dolomite. Great Carter, heaven, you know. Jay, we are great Negroes. 